Blog Talk Radio. Show. 
You know, and he certainly ain't helped. He has not helped my mood. But he is here. At least, he, at least, unlike some of these Facebook idiots, at least he has showed up to take his whooping like a man. One of the best Madden players around, K-Star. Welcome back to the Madden Voice. It's been a while. It's been a while. I didn't come back to take any whoopings, though. I came to dish them out, so we'll see about that. I'm still waiting on the first whooping from you. I'm still, I'm still waiting it's on the first whooping. for years, man. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting. Yeah, I'm still waiting. Maybe it was when – let me see. Was it the whooping when you said Cam Newton was going to the Hall of Fame? Or maybe it was the whooping when you said Chip Kelly was the best offensive mind in uh, – anyway, I, I can go on and on. I, you know, Tim Tebow. Uh, let me just – let me just – let me just – let me just – let me just stay out of the past, okay? Let me just stay in the present. Let me just stay in the present. Hey, Train, got, you got, got your popcorn ready? Do, do I? But okay. Listen, I'm waiting. Before, before, before I start to go off on – before I start to go off on some of this stupidity and lunacy that I have been experiencing in the last 48 to 72 hours, I have to start with something that is unexpected, that's just adding, it's like throwing gasoline on the fire. On the fire. I have to ask this. Okay, I have to start with the power rankings. We usually don't start with the power rankings. I have to start with the power rankings. Okay, I, I have to do this. Good start. Okay. Now, I understand there could be a controversy on the number one team since the Cowboys took a loss and the Patriots still winning. I understand the controversy. I don't really see the controversy. I, I can at least say that that is a dis- discussable and debatable point. I can concede that. What I cannot for the life of me understand is how one P. Shaw, a.k.a. K-Star, could ease in his Steelers at number five. <laughs> oh, that's easy. That's easy to do. That's easy to do. I would love to. I would love to to go into that. I'm listening. The floor is yours, bro. Well, first of all, you need to tell me why that is such a terrible pretense. Who who belongs there? That that the Steelers are a spot that they're taking. I mean, Lions. You know, you, Lions. Giants, the Giants, two right the there. Okay. So, so the Lions is a team that has completely, you know, they. First of all, you don't even believe in Matthew Stafford, right? We have you on record saying that a couple of weeks ago. So, no, I don't believe team in Matthew has been, Stafford. Okay, well, neither do well, I. I believe in nine and four. I believe in nine and four. I believe that well, when Dallas the plays them in two weeks, they better they better come correct because that team has won nine games and only lost four. So I believe in their record. I don't believe in him as a quarterback, but I don't believe in I don't believe in um um Alex Smith. But would I not put but we all have the Chiefs in our top five and I don't believe in Alex Smith either. So I don't know how you ease in see this is J J B, this is what I was trying to tell you earlier. With the power rankings. You came out with the with the Cowboys at number two. And I'm like, well why? JP, you need to do the K-Star. Any chance that you can make a, 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 a homer claim for your team, you need to take it. And I hadn't even gotten K-Star's rankings yet. And I, I had something said. Something said that that little dude, that dude, and I said he's going to try to justify his Steelers in the top five because he's had a problem with the Cowboys being in the top five, uh, the freaking top two 
almost the entire year, so he got to get his Steelers in there somewhere. And the Steelers, first of all, I think a couple of things. The Steelers are better than the Lions, hands down. The Lions are a team that wins and completely has been hanging on by a thread through these fourth-quarter comebacks. They've had ten of them, which is an absurd, absurd number. If you don't believe in Matthew Stafford, then you don't believe in the Lions because they have no offense outside of what he's been providing for them. They don't have a running game to speak of. Their defense, up until recently, has had its flaws as well. This team has been all Matthew Stafford all the time this season because he's been the guy that's been leading these comebacks each and every single game, which I don't believe is going to you know, going to take place throughout the rest of the year. I would have, I, I certainly do not believe they would, if they played the Steelers that they would uh, beat the Steelers whatsoever. Okay, and you fine. can say it's, it's wait, wait, fine, yeah. fine, fine. I don't agree with you. I still think nine and four is better than eight and five. I think your team has surged, but you know, you you like to look at the entire season when it suits you. You know, you change how you come up with your parring. Sometimes you look at the entire season. Sometimes you look at matchups. I can't figure out what your formula is because you change it to suit your own agenda. Anytime you can sway things to figure out a way to get your Steelers in there, then that's your formula. And that's my problem with your power rankings. It's not about an honest belief. It's about if I can sneak my team in here in any way, in any kind of defensible way, then I'm going to do it. And I'll use whatever logic that I can create to stick, to stick, stick my team in there. Because I guarantee you, if you were not a Steelers fan, if you were a Cowboys fan or a Patriots fan, the Steelers wouldn't be there. The Steelers wouldn't be there. That's They're not true. Only they would be. They're only there because you're a Steelers fan. Just no, like you only true. had the Steelers. You only you had the Cowboys. You didn't have the, after we beat after we beat your team. You couldn't put us as number one. Remember? Took all show for you to finally admit. Well, yeah, maybe I'm a little bitter. <laughs> the Steelers, however, are a team that, by the way, did beat the Giants, who apparently need to be ahead of them. The Steelers are a team that did beat the Chiefs, who are actually have ranked ahead of them. And not only did they beat the Chiefs, they destroyed them um, at home, by the way. And, I mean, it's not on the fence to put the Steelers there because when you look at the AFC, who really scares you from the AFC? Even a couple of weeks ago, when you and I, when I was listening to the show, uh, the archives, you guys even said, uh, you know, kind of under the rug, said, you know, well, really the only real teams from the AFC that may have a chance are the Patriots, of course, but then the Raiders, and, and then maybe if they get hot, the Steelers. Well, they're hot. You, I mean, you see what what the premier players are doing with Le'Veon, Antonio, and Big Ben. I mean, damn. I don't think I'm being that much of a homer at all. We're talking about one win, one loss, uh, a differential between the Steelers – at my number five and your number five teams. Um, like I said, if you weren't a Steelers fan, you wouldn't have him at number five. You know it. No, he wouldn't. And I know it. Record, record should matter. And all these other statements of who scares us in the playoffs—that that, all that—that's that's those are different discussions. That have nothing to do with power rankings. And, and on every level, if you look at record, your team shouldn't be there. If you look at the look overall at record, season, though. like you try to say, because you ignore how you got whooped by the Eagles. You ignore how, you know, you lost to the Ravens. You know, you guys have had some losses, too, 
that you that you just you know well oh they they don't matter now they they're they're not relevant five to be exact five to be exact I agree I mean the Steelers have one of the best offenses in the league they have three three of the top players in the NFL on offense like it's not it's not that much of an exaggeration because I don't look at the AFC and see much besides New England. And, you know, you have Oakland and Kansas City, who I think are beatable as well. Uh, I don't think it's that much of an exaggeration whatsoever. And they just beat the Giants yeah. last week, who just beat your boys, them boys, uh, on Sunday night. Don't you, I swear to, I will, I walked in. <laughs> them boys are 11 and 2. Don't even, don't even. Yeah, don't and they're, even and they're, and they're number me. two in my rankings. They're number two in my power rankings. Which is, well. which is another ridiculous, which is another ridiculous thing for both, for you guys to, uh, you know, this is a team that won 11 straight that has lost two games by a total of four points. Two games by a total of four points. That's it. And they're number two? Because, 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 because you just don't like them? I don't know why, J.B. No, they got, I'm, I'm amazed. They got I'm swept in their division. I, they got swept and, by the Giants. And you may get swept by the Ravens. What's your point? What's we your point? Okay, you haven't played them both games yet. Okay. The difference between the Patriots and, and the Cowboys is one one game. Is what? Right? One game. Is, is, no, no, they both are 11 and 2. Oh, yeah. So there's no th- – so, okay, so let me ask you this then. And, and, well, well, even and, with that and, in mind, what, what, who has what's the, the highest difference? point differential? Why is that such an outrage that the Cowboys are number 2 and the Patriots because are number 1? Because they have the highest point differential because they've won 11 straight that nobody in this league has done, not even the great Tom Brady. And because the two losses are by a total of four points. That's why it's ridiculous that anybody would not have them as number one still. The, the Patriots are 11-2 and when Tom Brady didn't play for four games. That's not ridiculous at all. Well, what is it? Okay. And so Tom Brady is, what is he, 8-1, and one, the best player in the league. Yeah. What does that have to do with power rankings, dude? He's the best player in the league. Okay, what's your point? Yeah, and they went undefeated without him. So are we going to say that now because nope, they had a loss? They did not him? go undefeated without him. They went 3-1 and one without him, and he's lost one game. So they have lost two games. What is your point? We're talking about a team. Hey, I can use your logic and say Tony Romo's undefeated. You're just making shit up. This is silly. This is this is a ridiculous yeah, is. argument. I mean, to be offended, no, 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 no. For you to be offended that the Patriots I had over the Cowboys when they had the same record, when you had a, when you have literally the best quarterback to ever play the game, head coach, and fucking team, which proved win. to no, 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 no. They proved you, to be you even are, good without Brady. Creating. So how are they not? How you are they are not creating. number one? You're, who cares? No, no, no. What you agree with how I do my power rankings, and I think uh, uh, hold, hold on, you hold having on, the Cowboys at number one hold, hold on, is hold on. I'm going to answer, I'm gonna answer to your ridiculous question. Brady's Super Bowls has nothing to do with power rankings for 2016. Dumb. He is still ridiculous. the best player. I, I didn't even bring up his past Super Bowls. I said he was the best player it. in the NFL. You just did. You just he is the best player. Is, is Tom Brady not the best player on the planet still? I, I would say yes. Tom Brady's the best player to play. What's that got to do with power rankings? So, right. so you couldn't wait for Dallas to lose a game to have a re- – this is just my problem here, K-Star, is your rankings are rigged based on your personal – They're not rigged. It's not even biased. just won 11 straight games. 11 straight games. They lose one by three points. And, oh, oh no, well, no, forget it now. You're number two now. 
You're, you're number two now. You're not Ooh, number one. They, they lost to the they same won. team twice. And? The Patriots, meanwhile, are rolling. I mean, it's not – and they're, they're the same record. This isn't – saying that the, the ha, Cowboys – by the way, this is, this is funny <laughs> because this is what you do. You're arguing me being a homework for putting the Steelers at five, and you're going off because I don't have the Cowboys at one, your team, yet they have the same record as the Patriots. I mean, the, and this is – that just got swept by the Giants. Week? Who'd you have won last week? I had the Cowboys. Oh, Okay. And so what changed from last week to this week? They lost the game by three points after winning 11 they're, they're straight. straight. Yes. And, and after winning the past 11 weeks, straight. And they've been struggling the past couple of weeks offensively. That, it, it matters. Well, meanwhile, the Patriots are still cruising. Oh, wait a minute. So you're saying that, what, Giants blew them out? I'm sorry. I watched the game. Giants blew them out. No. They both had I, the same they, number of yards from offense. One first down difference. I mean, both teams struggled <laughs> offensively in that game. What, what the hell are you talking about? The defensive battle. They struggled you at know Minnesota. something about that. They struggled at New York. They, I'm sorry? So they struggled the past couple of weeks at, at Minnesota. Okay, but they won the, the Minnesota ball. game, so that's irrelevant. At New York. It's relevant. They won. That's they irrelevant to you. It's not irrelevant to me. You're seeing, you're they seeing won. some kinks in the armor. Some chinks in the armor. So 11 straight doesn't matter. So they're supposed to just, they're really in, in your mind, 11 straight's irrelevant. All right, you know what? Let me go to somebody. Let me go to somebody that. It's not 11 straight. They just lost. They lost. Deal with it. That don't mean they didn't win 11 straight. They won 11 straight. And you just straight ignore it. You, as soon as they lose one, forget it now. Because your own words, well, I go by the entire body of work. Okay. What, is there another team that won 11 straight? That still has the best the 11 straight is not my criteria. That's that not, is the not, only it, team it, in the NFL to have clinched a playoff spot? Oh, but that doesn't matter either. The only team. No, they're not number one. Your, your own brother. Team in the your NFL own brother has the quit. Patriots number one. Well, I'm about to get Mike to him he, next. <laughs> but don't blame. You didn't know how he ranked. They ain't got nothing to do with you. You know, they don't hey, act man, like there's collusion it. here. You JB, it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to give you the floor and explain your logic because K-Star has none. He's a homer. I want to hear your logic. <laughs> Obviously, for you to do it, you must have a football reason, so I'm willing to hear your football reason. All right, good. I'm glad that you're saying that because I had a, a, a hard time going back and forth because one half of me said Cowboys, the other half said Patriots. I was back and forth, back and forth. And here's what I ended up saying. I took into account the 11-game winning streak. I even took into account the fact that they did make the playoff berth, although that's really specific towards what's going on in their conference, and it's also helped out by that 11-game winning streak. The difference here for me is that <clears> – <throat> The Patriots are still on a winning streak. I think they won four straight, and they were they were a solid number two to go into last week's power ranking. And for this week, being that the Cowboys did lose, the Patriots are still rolling on the four-game winning streak. They have the same record. I had put the Cowboys two by a hair. Now, if the Patriots didn't have the same record, if they were going in at ten and three, or even better, nine and four, then I definitely would still have the Cowboys at number one. But because they were pretty solid number two last week, still winning. That's why I had them at number one and the Cowboys barely at number two. Train? Um, man, a lot of things said. Listen, I, I, I kept the Cowboys number one because they still are tied for the best record in the league. Uh, when you consider the, the entire body of work, um, K-Star says, well, they lost to the Giants twice. 
But you can also look at it that they lost only one team on their record. Uh, and both of them were, were games that could have went either way. Um, as far as putting the Steelers, Steelers in the power rankings, five losses, five losses. And as much as you might want to beat up Detroit or or look at the way you might have beat the Giants, the thing is they have better records. As far as the Detroit is concerned, they're winning. Who cares how? They they win their games. They've won all types of they did. And, and here's the thing. Here's the point. We, we, we should care how. People say, let me, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Here's the part that kills me when people say fourth quarter comeback. I consider fourth quarter comeback when your team is actually down at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Not when your team actually gets down in the process of the fourth quarter when they were actually winning. So they call the game against Chicago a fourth quarter comeback. But Detroit was winning the game when it ended in the fourth quarter. We just so having to take the lead to me is a back and forth game. But the league has its own definition. I, I, I digress. I won't quit it. But I don't consider all those games to be fourth quarter comeback. If your team is actually winning when they actually get into the fourth quarter or it's tied in the fourth quarter, it's a, it's a seesaw battle until the until until the quarter is over with. Uh, but the Giants, with the way they played against Dallas, I had them fifth on my uh, fifth on my uh, uh, on my rankings because that's big. That game that was a big win for the Giants. And, and still will have a possibility of seeing uh, Dallas uh, in the event that the Giants get a couple more wins and make the playoffs. They're definitely a true wild card team, and they match up really well uh, with that. And that's a more of a debate than anything else. We can talk all we want about who is one and two. The big debate is how the Steelers are making the uh, the top five, and, and nobody else oh. is. That's the question. Oh. And I haven't Hold heard anything. The Giants, the Giants, uh, come out a team with the Giants that are, what are they in their division? They're second in their division? Is that what we, isn't that right? They're second in their division? And we're asking mm-hmm. how in the world a team in the Steelers, first in the AFC North, is in the top five here, who also just beat the G-Men? I mean, guys, since the Rockets, so, the Steelers uh, have one of the best offenses in the league. They have consistency at the correct calling them one of the best offenses in the league, but your 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 quarterback who we put into the four horsemen has been struggling this latter part of the season. No, he hasn't. I'm, I'm still confused. <laughs> I got him on my fantasy team. Man, get your guy. Yeah. Man, get yeah, your guy. He has been struggling because I've uh, been watching him. I'm like, what is he doing? He's been struggling, dude. Stop it. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. The killer part, Hold on. Hold on. The killer part about your whole rankings. The big question about your entire stop. rankings case, start is if they were not the Steelers, you would this not man. have them at five. This, if it was yes, anybody else, have, you would not have them at five. You you wouldn't. Can you dig okay. it? And that's, that's what you don't want to can admit. Can you dig it? That's the only no. thing you don't can want to admit. Can you dig it? If it wasn't the Steelers, you would not be at five. No, 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 no. Hold on. How do we measure offenses? How do we measure quarterback play? We, we want to do it just through fantasy point production? Really? If that's the measure, then you got it, bro. But let me tell you something. The Steelers are a top five scoring offense, first or second in the AFC. They have not had stretches in which they have struggled to score. Struggle to score. Yes, he had a few picks last week at Buffalo, but we did not struggle to score. That is the only game in the past few that he's even had such a game. He's a, we have no problems offensively. We've been dominant on offense. Like, this, is, this is absurd. 
We're talking fantasy points, really? We're making that I wouldn't call you guys now dumb. Now, right, right. the last okay. part of the season, I wouldn't call you guys dumb. You have talent, but I wouldn't hey, call hey, you dumb. Hey, hey, star. No one's. We have the best players. That only, only, the only position. reason Train brought up fantasy points was to just let you know that he's been watching Ben, so that his analysis is more than it would normally be because he's his fantasy quarterback. That's the only reason he brought it up. No one's using fantasy points as a measure of anything other than to just justify that they're paying attention to your quarterback. That's it. So don't, 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 twist, don't twist the analysis here. Um, I, I am a firm believer that, K-Star, you always, you're, you're always biased in your rankings because you're such, you're such a homer. And I am a firm believer that if your team, if it was any other team, under these circumstances, they would not be – they would not be – the Steelers would not be there. And, and, and nothing you have said, especially since just a few weeks ago, you refused to put the Cowboys in first place after beating your Steelers, and it took the whole show to get you to admit that you, you were butthurt that your team lost and, and it affected you, and that's, that's why you, you slanted your rankings. So with the evidence at hand, there's no reason for me to think you still wouldn't slant the rankings. Any chance. That's why I try to tell JB, I don't know why you don't just put the Cowboys number one. Clinched the playoff berth. I'm amazed at that, to be totally honest with you. I'm amazed. 
And for me, that was that was it right there. When I looked and said, wait a minute, nobody, not even the Patriots? Patriots, I mean, Patriots always by now freaking already won the division. They ain't even won the division this year yet, dude. But they're number one and Dallas is number two. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, they played in a tougher and, conference. And, 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 I, and, I just, and I just gave you a football reason. I have one last question on the power rankings, and this goes to JB. No Raiders, JB, no Raiders. Oh, wow. Don't, don't get that one either. Yeah, that's a better question than, than anything else. I had them, I was thinking about putting them at five. I said, you know what, because the lines have been rolling, I put them at five instead. I had a hard time with that one. I could easily put them at five. It would be easier to put the lines at five. So that one was a toss-up. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, you know, oh. we, we have these we have these debates regularly, and you know, I love my brother, y'all know that. But on this week, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what house he grew up in because he has the Cowboys at number two, <laughs> and he got the Raiders not even on the list at ten and three, second best record in the NFL. I, I, I can't, I just Jay. In all honesty, I don't see it, man. I know they just had a tough loss, but dude, ten and three. <laughs> that's, you know, then just we, had a six game win streak. We agree to disagree. Yeah, I mean we can, but that's the whole point of the show. The whole point of the show is not just we, we agree to disagree on everything. We wouldn't have a show. Okay, okay, hold on. Instead, I could go back and forth between five and six with the, the Lions and the Raiders. I, I said that before, so I mean, what else do you want? Well, I, 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 I would I, I, I would like to hear I would like to hear more if if I can for a minute. See, you, you got to help me understand because you always avoid the reason me, but but maybe I didn't catch it. Please help me understand. Only two teams in the in, in, in only two teams in the league have ten wins. The Raiders is one of them. They've been a hot team for weeks. You know they went up against they went up against a division opponent, which we all know division games are tough. They lost, and that division opponent. You know, Klein that got first place in that division, but with a tied record. So help me understand how if you took them out, that means you have two teams in your power ranking who have less than ten wins, and at least one team in your power ranking. Well, if you if you don't have the Giants and and and, and Lions, that means you you may have another team that that has eight wins. But help me understand how a team with ten wins, there's only two of them in the league, does not make your top five with the way they've been playing. And, uh, Train, I just said it, too. I said the same thing. I'll say it again. The way I looked at that number five position, it was really tough. And anybody can put the Raiders in there, and I couldn't disagree with them one bit because I was trying to see if I should put them in as well. The main difference is the Lions are on a winning streak still. They've been looking, even though it's been some tough wins, they've been winning nonetheless. And the Raiders, although it was a tough loss to the Chiefs, it was still a loss nonetheless. If I could have a five-and-a-half split, I would do a five-and-a-half split. But because I had to put somebody at five, I decided to put the Lions at five. It was tough. I had a hard time with it, just like the one and number two, but that's what I decided to go with. Well, my my comment to everyone is, is this. Don't get caught up in the moment and forget about what got us to the moment. Um. You, we, you, a team gets to a record not off of one game, but off a series of games. They get to a record off of performance. We had this same debate with K-Star a few years ago 
when the Chiefs were 9-0 and and K-Star refused to put them at number one because he didn't believe in them. And Train and I, JB, I don't think you were on the show yet. That but Train and I gave I was on that one, and I said the same thing, K-Star crazy. I was yeah. on that one, too. Okay. Yes, I was working <laughs> on that one. It, and it's the, it, to me, it's the, same, it's the same type of logic. Even though they were undefeated, it's still looking at what got them to this record. And a team, you know, a team that's sitting at 11-2, and two, a team that's sitting at 10-3 and three, at this point in the season, when there's only a couple of them, you know, unless they were – the only way I would, I would agree is if the team was 10-0 and 0 and then lost three in a row. Then I'd say – and we've seen that. We've seen those nosedives, okay? Then I'd say, okay, we've got a team nosediving, spiraling out of control. Fine, I get it. I get it. They don't deserve. They don't deserve any respect because they're spiraling. But nobody's gonna win 16 straight. No one's going 16 and 0. Teams are gonna go on runs and they're gonna get a bump. They're gonna go on another run. That's what the better teams do, including the Patriots. You know, and then and then this season we're seeing it with teams like the Raiders and the Cowboys that we usually don't see it from. And so I would just I would just say to all of you is to keep that in mind. Don't get caught up in the moment as much as looking at the overall presentation, you know, the overall presentation and the eye test. And to me, when it comes to the Raiders, that's where they sky over, over the Lions is the eye test. That's where they sky over the Giants is the eye test. You know, that to me is it's hands down. When I sit and watch them play, this is a formidable team, <laughs> period. This is a formidable team, and I see why they're 10-3. And frankly, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see them in the Super Bowl this year, because that's how good they can be on both sides of the ball. My opinion, but so that's what I would say to everyone and anyone out there listening is, you know, remember how they got to that record. So, with that said, give you guys the final TMV power rankings. We do have a system. Hold here. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I just had to check this. The Patriots are actually number one in net points. Cowboys number two, and Steelers are number four. Had to put that out there. How much it just changed? Because prior to this week, the Cowboys were number one. So yeah, that, must have, that must have literally just changed. What, what ranking are they number four? And that's what I want to know. Net point differential. Okay. Thank you. So, and that's all right. Well, I said the Cowboys were number one because they were number one all year. So they must have literally just, <clears throat> by only scoring seven points and losing, it must have bumped them to number two. But they were literally number one all year. I just assumed they were still number one. So I, I, I have been corrected. Doesn't change my, doesn't change my position, but I have been corrected. Um, all right. Is everybody? Can I do the power rankings now? DMV, mm-hmm. official power rankings. And this is this is the cumulative score of all of us. So this is this is not uh, biased. This is this is objective. This is just looking at all four of our rankings and then coming up with a cumulative score. And if there's a tie, the team that was higher cannot uh, lose their position on a tie. They, the other team would have to have to have more votes. So with that said, the Giants are number five. The Raiders are number four. The Chiefs. On number three, the Patriots remain at number two, and the Cowboys remain at number one. So that is the official TMV power ranking for week 14. Let us move on. So, um, 
don't know where to start, but I'm going to start at the end and work backwards. So I was watching the Patriots game last night, and uh, Tom Brady missed uh, a pass with Julian Edelman, and the inference was that Edelman broke off the route, and Brady was pissed, yelling on the field, um, yelling on the sideline, and Al Michaels said, look at that competitive fire. And it struck a chord with me. I wasn't planning this. I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't expecting this. But it struck a chord with me. And then they showed a couple minutes later, he's going at it with Edelman. They're like, well, these guys are really good friends. But, you know, just saying he's getting on Edelman about not finishing the route or whatever. Okay. Like, they know. Like, they know what he is saying. You know, like, like, like Michelle Tafoya is sitting over there or whoever the hell they got sitting over there on the sideline, maybe they heard ABC, but whoever the sideline reporter is sitting over there listening. Nobody, you know. But it, it clicked in my head that, you know, you see Odell Beckham on the sideline and everybody calls him a distraction. Des Bryant, he's a distraction. You know, back in the day, T.O., he's a distraction. Tom Brady can yell and scream. And it's competitive fire. It's okay because it's Tom Brady. It's, it's competition. But these other guys do it. It's a distraction. I got a problem here. I have a huge, beeping problem here. First of all, media, because my problem is really with me. First of all, let me be clear. I got a problem with Tom Brady. This is not about Tom Brady and me having a problem with Tom Brady, okay, because he's not doing it. Tom Brady's over there wanting to win. So he's not over there saying, look at these other guys yelling and screaming, but I'm being competitive and they're not. He's not saying it. So all you idiots out there, and you're all idiots, who tried to come at me like I was attacking Tom Brady, grow up. How the heck can you read is my question. Can you read? Because there's nothing. I didn't say Tom Brady. I said double standard. Because the people that watch the games and analyze the games that would dog a T.O. or dog a Beckham or dog a, 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 a Bryant for the same, they're doing the same thing. They are wanting to win. And that is what they do when they feel like there's more that they can contribute and the team isn't allowing them to contribute. These are studs. These are, these are guys, any one of these three I just named. I will take on my team as my, as my first pick. Any one of these three receivers, come, come to my Terry Floyd football team, okay? Come to the Commissioner T football team with that passion. Michael Irvin back in the day, the same thing. And guess what? By all accounts, this is how these guys practice too, holding people accountable, getting in their face. What do you mean? What, 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 are, you, what are you doing? Why are you late to practice? You better get on out there and work. What's wrong with you? The media and all these pundits want to call it a distraction. And then I get, I get people like Mr. Mr. K-Star who says, well, Tom Brady's a Super Bowl champion, so it's okay. He, 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 it's okay because he's won Super Bowls. What? what? Excuse me? What does A have to do with me? The Super Bowl... At that moment, when he's on the sideline yelling, ain't got nothing to do with it. He's a leader. I'll give you that. He's the face of the franchise. I'll give you that. 
He has earned their respect. I'll give you that. You don't think Des Bryant has the respect? You don't think Odell Beckham has the respect? He is the best player on that team, period. It ain't even close. You don't think T.O. had respect? Forget what the media wants to sell you and tell you about T.O. and all of that. Skip Bayless, a.k.a. Skip Baseless, wants to tell you there's a reason the guy played 15 years in this league, and there's another reason why he was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. It is because of the media. And any of you numbnuts out there that can't get that, that don't have the intellectual capacity to understand this need help. There's a double standard when a guy like a like a Tom Brady, a guy like a Brett Favre, and some of these other guys can act a certain way, but other people can be labeled as thugs, punks. That's what I heard somebody say on Facebook. One of my Facebook so called friends said, Well Des Bryant is a punk. What? Hmm. You know this. How? See, I'm going somewhere here, gentlemen. And if you haven't arrived, get in your car and drive and catch up with me. I'm going some here, somewhere here. He's a thug. He's a punk. He's a distraction. Anybody who doesn't think these analyses are somewhat based in racial lines is delusional. It's delusional. It ain't got nothing to do with success and all of that. It has to do with looking at this pretty boy face of the league. And again, I got no problem with Tom Brady. Best quarterback in the league right now. And he's really pushing me to give him the best quarterback of all time. He's pushing me. I still give it to Joe Montana. But man, Brady is, he, man, he's, he, now that's a debate. And, and Brady is right there. So ain't got nothing to do with his talent. The man is, in, the man's incredible. And I ain't got nothing against Brady. He's not doing this. It's not him. He's not doing this. But there are people out there that are. And I have a problem with that. And if you think it's me, I tried to find it, but I had to work. I couldn't find it. But there was someone else who made the same point, and they used Tom Brady as an example. And they were yelling at their coordinator and they were given a hard time, and it was an African-American football player, and they said, how come when I yell at the coordinator, I'm a distraction. When Tom Brady does it, he, he's competitive. And this is real. I'm not making this up. I tried to Google it real quick. I couldn't find it. But this actually happened a couple of years ago. And Brady had yelled at, it may have been Josh McDaniel at the time. I, I'm trying to remember which one. And Brady got into a Who's shouting Josh match. Thank you. And Brady got into a shouting match. And that same season, there was another player that got into a shouting match, and they gave him all types of static. And he said, why, why am I any different than Tom Brady? Tom Brady does it. It's all good. But I do it. I'm a distraction. Y'all want to explain this to me? Yeah, this is uh, easy. I'll take see, this one on. See, I can, I can tell you uh, around the time. And I, I, know, I know our starting quarterback from the beginning of the season, Jay Culler, was not the greatest leader like ever for the team. But I can remember uh, a, a year, a year or two ago, when we had this, when we had this conversation with Jay Cutler yelling at yelling at his players for something that they didn't do on the field, and then the following the next week, because we had a we had a debate about leadership. But Tom Brady did the same thing, and it was viewed completely different. K-Star, you wanted to say something? Yeah, it's called pedigree. I mean. <clears throat> 
first of all, correlation. You're talking about yeah, yeah. It's called pedigree. And first of all, it, Jesus, really, we're going to go down. We're going to go down the race lane. All right, unreal. Pedigree. This is unreal, and here's why. We're talking about quarterback. Pedigree. Right. Pedigree. The 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 correlation is quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are leaders of teams. Quarterbacks are the ones who run that offense. You see Peyton Manning. You see Russell Wilson. You see others go at teams. Uh, ben Roethlisberger all the time to teammates. Big Ben was just going on at AB a couple of weeks ago on the sideline. You don't the see them go out. You don't see them act like that. You don't see them throwing like stuff, throwing stuff across the across. You don't see that. I've never seen that out of Big Ben. No, no, don't don't make this up. Compare. compare. Do that yell at him. But that's what I'm saying. He was like a kid on the sideline having a temper tantrum. That's a big difference, Chase. It's the difference between talking to your, your top wide receiver and trying to get on the same page. Then you run on the sideline, ripping your hand, ripping your helmet off, throwing shit, and then want to sit there and talk to him. If you look at Elman's face, he's like, dude, seriously? Shut up. I got it. <laughs> like, really? And you get out of pass? Yeah, I give the pass because it's it's the quarterback of the team. I mean, Brady or not Brady, sorry, Peyton Manning went absolutely ham on Jeff Saturday for doing. I forget what it was missing some blocks years ago as well. You know, quarterbacks are looked at a different light than other players in skill positions because they are the leaders of the team. They're the face of the franchise. Asking, you know, why is it between me and Tom Brady? Well, it's simple. It's pedigree. You're talking about people who listen to you, people who respect you. People always want. To, Teammates want to listen to their quarterback even when they are getting chewed out. They are the leaders of the team. We give people like Cannon and crap for not being leaders because of how they conduct themselves on the field, off the field. But here we are. Where we're killing – we're not killing, but asking is it okay that someone like Brady, the quarterback of the team, is looked at differently than a wide receiver of the team going at teammates on the sideline. And, yeah, that's that, it's a difference of position and pedigree within that position. So, okay, so, so I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. I'm going to ask you a real quick question before you go any further, Steve. Let me, let me throw this in there because I know, I know about where you're going to go and I want to let you have the entire scope for that one. So, okay, so I'm going to ask you this. If it's a black quarterback with a core of white receivers and the black quarterback goes off, is it still pedigree and is it still the quarterback position? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? I'm just asking. Russell Wilson. I'm, Russell Wilson goes off on sidelines all the time, and we don't when, hear about it. It's not a deal. When, when do we ever see it? That's why we don't hear about it. When do we ever see it? I don't know, man. So now, don't, here, here, don't here. misconstrue going off on the sidelines as having a conversation versus someone having a damn temper tantrum. And it's not the first time you've seen it from Tom Brady. Like, they don't put it on news just for shits and giggles. Throwing, right, we've seen it. We're used to seeing it from Tom Brady. But I've seen Matthew Stafford earlier this year go off on, on one of his teammates. Absolutely went haywire on the field at him. As a quarterback should. That's what... That's the difference. It's quarterbacks. We have receivers but, but, but going off K, on, K star, on teammates. Yeah, that's what becomes K, an issue. K-Star, you're saying a quarterback is the leader of the team, and I don't disagree with you, but there's more than one leader on that on that team, and there's more than one leader on that offense. Okay? You know, the Cowboys have this guy named Jason Witten. You mean to tell me Witten ain't a leader? Witten ain't a leader on that offense? He's gone off on 
He absolutely is. Okay, He's so, so you players. can't. So don't. So don't hand me this quarterback pedigree garbage because that has nothing to do with it. It's about who is the perceived leader of the offense, leader of the team, regardless of the position. Yes, the quarterback because he touches the ball on every play and runs the offense may have more opportunities to do that. But that doesn't mean he has more of a right than any other perceived leader on the Cowboys. Witten is as much a leader on that offense as anybody, okay? On your team, I don't know who you got outside of Big Ben that you would consider to be a leader, you know? I, I don't know your team well enough to, to know who you have. But in, in different teams, you know, the Ravens, Steve Smith, Steve Smith ain't a leader, okay? And how many times have we heard has Steve Smith been criticized for doing the exact same thing. Criticized. Not told. And you know how leader. much of a competitor he is. But <laughs> absolutely. Smith, called a thug or anything of that nature. I've never heard Steve Smith. I've heard, I've heard of oh, other players criticize him. I've heard of media glass Steve about Smith. I, 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 I don't make I don't I don't make this up. I'm not here I'm not in the business of creating things. I'm telling you that Steve Smith has been given a hard time as well. Ray Lewis was given a hard time until later in his career. And then he transformed into this super leader um, and, and they laid off him. But earlier in his career, Ray Lewis was given a hard time for his antics on the field and, and on the sidelines. He was given a hard time. And then, you know, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was, you know, I, I can't explain it. He's one guy that they, they laid off him. The last two or three years of his career, they laid off him and they made him into this leader of men, and he's this and he's that. So, okay, good. Should have been that from the get-go. You know, maybe it was the court case. Could it have been the court case, which ain't got nothing to do with what goes on on the field. And he was acquitted. wasn't convicted. He was acquitted. So then why would that so, have anything to do with it? But yet he so, was given a hard time. Here's the thing. I don't – the media is, is one thing, but I don't think that saying – what, what there's between, by saying what there's between Tom Brady and Des Bryant, to me is a little lopsided. You're comparing, you're personally you're comparing two pet players directly. You're comparing one of the best. No, two. for this particular, you you want to look at performance and wins and Super Bowls for everything, and I don't. I'm talking about on team level. Tom Brady is to the is to the Patriots as Des Bryant is to the Cowboys. That's my point. Dez is a leader on that offense. He is especially with Tony Romo no longer being the starting quarterback. Now, the only guy that I would put ahead of Dez is Jason Witt. He is the man on that offense, particularly with Tony Romo now being a backup. Tony Romo has nothing now because he ain't playing. So Jason Witten is the man. But even when Tony was playing, Jason Witten was, was able to speak. Dez Bryant was able to speak. When the Cowboys were Super Bowl champions, Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, there were there were Deion Sanders, there were leaders that were respected, and the team knew that. And these guys had, to use your word, the team pedigree. It had nothing to do with with the public perception of success. It had to do with what goes on. And frankly, these guys are listening to the the people that come to practice and work the hardest. And that's what these superstars did. They didn't just perform. You know, on the Sundays, they were also at every practice, and they worked their butt off, and they were captains. And yet the media, in my opinion, many times gives Brady a pass for doing things. What we saw from Tom Brady last night, and frankly, I ain't got no problem with it. I ain't got no Mm -hmm. problem with it. My problem is 
I saw Tom Brady have a temper tantrum on the sideline. I saw Odell Beckham several games ago have a temper tantrum on the sideline, and they were not treated the same. And you can't tell me that Odell, Odell Beckham ain't a superstar on the highest level in this game. You can't tell me he's that. A- he is a superstar, but he's also the same guy that wasn't have, having fun playing anymore. He's immature. He hasn't been around. The thing is, you didn't, you didn't see, and this is what matters, how long these guys have been in the league for. These are Hall of Fame players we're all pretty much mentioning oh, outside of yes. Odell and, okay. and Dez. No, that matters. That's what players listen to. That's what players respond to. Players who are no, performing. But dude, dude, dude. Here, dude Brian you, you, you're going to ask. I'm talking about when the episode on the sideline happens. Al Michaels and all these guys are saying, look at that competitive fire from Tom Brady. Right at that moment, when Odell Beckham is pissed off on the sidelines, they're saying, geez, somebody needs to go over there and talk to him. Somebody needs to go over to Greg Hardy last year for Dallas. And probably not the greatest example. I'll admit that. But the rush to judgment without knowing what the hell is going on. And then to have people come out later and say, yo, it was, you know, T.O. With, with the Eagles. How many times did McNabb have to come out and say, nah, man, he just wants to win. You know, ain't nothing, ain't nothing going on. He just wants to win. And yet with Brady, it's automatic. He just wants to win. All Brady, Brady wasn't doing this. Brady wasn't doing this earlier in his career. He, he did this after he established himself as a premier Player. Like, he wasn't coming out of the league and starting to do this like Odell has and is. Like, he's not, he's not a diva. Okay, okay. Well, one, to, me, to me, it shouldn't, to me it, shouldn't, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, okay? It, it, you, can't measure, you can't measure one guy differently because he's more talented than the other guy as far as their, their want or their will to win the game. Every guy wants to win. Because a guy's more talented, yeah, he's going to be more successful. But that doesn't mean the guy who's less talented does not want to win. So when you see a temper tantrum from him, that doesn't mean it's an automatic distraction. Dude wants to win. And so to, to, to have this persona that you need to build up this winning reputation, or then you can, you can have temper tantrums on the sidelines, it's ridiculous. Dudes want to win, man. No matter no matter how you look at it, they get upset because something doesn't go right on the field because it was a huge missed opportunity. It shouldn't be seen as as you need to have some level of pedigree to have a it, fiery competitive it nature. That's but that's per, ridiculous, case. Okay, so so you mean to tell me? Please, hold on, hold on. So you mean to tell me? I know you. You're a great man player. You're a beast at it. So so people are watching you. Watching you play, and you get upset, and they're like, "Oh man, do something, man! Something happened." Good. But they watch me. I'm not as good. Oh, what's what's wrong with that guy? He hasn't built the same. I want to win like you want to win. What sense does that make that you're saying that? The fire to win, uh, the desire to win is the same. It's not any different. But because he's knocking on players, so games, or he's a talented player, he should. Oh, he it, it should be given a pass. It's not the fact, like he said, and I totally agree, I don't even have an issue with the fact that Tom Brady went off. I can care less. But when I sit here and watch the after game and Tim Hasselback, and I've got some other two, two guys' name is kissing his ass, somebody it's competitive fire, that's stupid. And you, and you say different for other players? 
there's some bias to it, even if it's not racism. There's some bias to it. Oh, yeah, there's definitely bias to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, that's it's about pedigree, right? That's what I'm saying. It's how it's perception. It's perception of leaders, perception of leadership, and that's how it's getting framed. Do we perceive that as a leader of the media? Probably not. You know, should they? Maybe. But why? I don't know. But if, why? But why? He's not performing because he isn't why performing. Why would someone he's refer not, to him as a thug? Why? Go to my thread. Go to my. Go to my thread, and you can see the guy who said, but he's a thug. Why? Because he's black? He's a thug? No, probably because he said, oh, shoot up Josh Norman a couple weeks ago. Let's not act like that's Bryant. He didn't he's say a, that. A, Josh, excuse me. Yes, he never said that. And Josh Norman came out later and said, I, I apologize. He never said that to me. I made that up. So try again, Case Bar. No, it's not trying again. It's what people have heard about Dez over the years. What have they heard? Dez is also the same... Des also what Des also have a case against him too as well for something with his mom. It ain't got nothing to do with being on the field. Yes, it does. Star man, it doesn't have anything to do with being on the football field. So stop trying to drag shit out of midair, man. That's it. Stay with with football. Stay with on the field. He's on the sideline. Nothing wrong with what Tom Brady did. The issue is the media. So don't drag off the field stuff to be like, oh, he shouldn't act like that. I'm explaining how it happened. Okay, here's, so here, matter of fact, I got your explanation. So here's here's my here's my main question to you: Do you agree with it? Is 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 what we're is what we're coming at? Because we all have our own opinions about it. The thing is, do you agree with the bias that's actually happened? Oh, the bias. Well, I agree that there's. Do a bias. you agree with it? Do you? But do you agree that it should be that way? Because our really. argument I think is that be. it shouldn't. I think it should only be for, for players who actually are leaders of the team. I think that they should be the ones in which to do that. If Des is actually a captain, but who determines it should be the fine. leader of the team? Then it should but be the fine. Media can't, but the media can't sit there and try to determine who the leader of the team is by saying, well, it's okay if he does it, but it's not okay if he does it because we say so. And that's what's happening, and that's my problem. Yeah, that I agree is, with. Is that I, that they're I agree determining with. that at the time of the incident, and it doesn't matter what the team says because the media is coming out and determining it. You know, Stephen A. Smith goes off on Des Bryant about the whole clip thing because Josh Norman said so. And then later on, Josh Norman came back and said, oops, uh, I'm sorry, I never really said that. Well, did you come back and, and, and retract your statement? No, because I watch that stupid show every day because it's like a freaking train wreck. You don't want to look at it, but you have to. He never came back and said, uh, you know what, I, I was wrong. And this is the problem because the media well, is a 24-hour news cycle. It's a 24-hour news cycle. We've got 87 sports channels. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got Snapchat. We've got Instagram. We've got all of this stuff. And so as soon as I find out my news from Facebook now, I find out more news from Facebook than anything else. Okay? So as soon as something happens, it's all over Facebook. And it's, and it's, it's a meme. And yeah, it's viral. And and, 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 and so be, before any team could come out and correct something, it's an already ran its course. So maybe the media oh. and these pundits need to take a deep breath and make sure they know what the fuck they're talking about. Is my that point. I agree with. 100% agreement with that. You know, every team <laughs> never apologize either. You're right. So with the Stephen A. Smith uh, scenario, like, they're not going to retract their you know, initial take or position or story because then it, it, it looks bad. It just won't happen. They, yeah, I completely am in agreement with you there. I'll well, and that's how it, how they're twisting it, or how the media is framing it because of pedigree. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with it. I'm, well, you know, I, I think, think that's more 
and, 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 I, and I respect your analysis of it, and whether it's true or not, it's ridiculous because the media can't determine pedigree, and the media shouldn't play favorites like that. If the team has identified a player or players, then, you know, I, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example that you can relate to, Kate Stark, since we talk in Madden. You remember that guy that came from the online community years ago, the captain? Remember the captain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember he went to the Madden Finals and played Dynasty many, many years ago? Yep. It was down some island somewhere. They had it on TV. You were there. I Turks think you were there. You Turks yep. and K. Did you yep. go? Turks. I think you were there. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Bobby Storm was there all the game time. Philly was there and all that. So I'm watching the game. Yep. And, you know, Dynasty's not much, as you know, he's not really much of a talker. He can cap a little bit, but he's just more of I'm gonna whoop up on you. Back when back when he was yeah. back when he was dominant, he wasn't like your mama and Sherm and all these guys that just talk, 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 okay? Captain was talking. Dynasty looked over at him and said, Yo man, you're not playing one of your online cats. You 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 playing me, man. You need to cut that crap out. Okay, you need to cut that crap out. Not here, bro. And the captain listened. And shut his mouth rest of the game. And then lost. <laughs> and then lost. Because yeah. Dynasty said to him, you don't have the pedigree to sit here. Now, the dude had won everything he needed to win to get the free trip, to go stay and party with all y'all, and to go out there and play the best in the world and try to win that 50 grand, 100 grand, whatever the prize money was at the time. And had odds mm-hmm. set against him because he came from the online community. And Dynasty was there with all the game time Philly and all Bobby Storm and all them people was there. And he standing there, and because he didn't have a pedigree, he was told to shut his mouth. And the dumb, the dumb chunk listened. Well, hey, Dynasty can say what he wants. That had been me. I would have said, watch me. Oh, well, I'm getting under your skin, ain't I? I would have kept going. And chances are I might have won that goal. Well, I, I wouldn't have won game because I can't beat nobody. But I'm just saying, back then, if that had been me, <laughs> I, can't, I can't beat nobody no more. But I'm just saying, so for anybody, for anybody, uh, NFL Network is airing the Cowboy Giant game. I'll be switching this channel. Um, but for anybody who is not directly connected with the organization to try to determine who the leaders are is ridiculous. Okay, now, I, yeah. that doesn't mean if you see somebody who's, you know, coming in and playing on special teams, you know, and that's their only, yeah, okay, we know that. But the guys that are, generally speaking, when you see somebody, it's a Beckham, it's a Bryant, it's these guys that are making the top money, and they, they have earned the right to get their teams riled up. They have earned that right. And it irritates me. And I'm sorry. I know, K-Star, you don't agree with me, and you don't have to agree with me. I'm sorry. Too many times, maybe not 100% of the time, but too many times it is drawn on racial lines because they do think that some of these guys are thugs and drug dealers and, you know, all of that. And, and it does play into their opinion. You know, you know Terrell Owens, all the, all, all the grief he got, you know, never, ever, ever was in trouble with the law, ever. I mean, never had a suspension because of PEDs or any of that stuff, never. And yet you would think, you would think this guy was like, you know, all, all the drama that was around him, never any of that, never, never, not one time. Yet the media roasted him. 
because he was passionate, because he wanted to win, because he wanted a Super Bowl. Because he knew, because if y'all remember, where did he start his career? San Francisco. Who did he play opposite of? Jerry Rice. Who did he say as a rookie he wanted to be as great as? Jerry Rice. How did he know Jerry Rice measured his performance? Yes, with 22,000 receiving yards, 1,500 catches, but also with three Super Bowls. And T.O. knew. And so T.O. put in the work right from the get-go and said, I want to be greater than this guy right here, this, this, this guy I'm looking up to, Jesus with cleats, as Michael Irvin called him. So it was passion. And it irritates me when the media doesn't understand that. It irritates the heck out of me. And I'm sorry, I, I, many times it is drawn on racial conclusions, and I'm sick of it. And every time I see it, I'm calling it out right here on the Mad Voice. I'm calling it out every time. Spoken. Uh, I mean, to me, that's a little dangerous because you use Stephen Stephen's example. I don't think it's always race. I mean, I think that should. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't really like when people do that because that's just anyone can do that. You know, that's just uh, you, you're, you don't know that for sure. And so, just saying that is just I don't know. Well, 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 well. I I don't know it for sure because because you know there's a lot of things in life that you don't know for sure. But when you've lived a life dealing with something. You, you, you have a kind of a knack of sensing and you haven't had to live that life and good for you. You know, you weren't, you didn't, you didn't pick to be born white. I didn't pick to be born black. This is the way we came out. You wouldn't change it. Neither would I, well, maybe you would. I think you might be a black man underneath all that case. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, um, but my point is when you've lived a life having to deal with a certain topic and racism and prejudice is something that I've had to deal with. JB's had to deal with Dr. Train's had to deal with, you can kind of sense things that other people that haven't had to deal with it may not, may not be sensitive to, may not understand. Are we 100% right? No. But are we right many times? Absolutely. And in this particular situation, I feel very strongly that some of these conclusions are race-based. When you use terms like thug, it automatically, when you say thug, tell me, that a black guy with dreads or a black guy with braids and tattoos doesn't pop into your head when you hear the word thug. Yet that's the word people use to describe some of these players. So there, there, there is some sort of racial bias going on here, maybe not 100% of the time, but enough for me to call it out. I'm paying attention to it, and I'm going to call it out every time because I can't. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of that 30 for 30 that was on after the Heisman kind of switching gears a little bit, but it's still the same same subject. We were talking about the Notre Dame-Miami uh, rivalry. Catholic versus Catholic. Now, y'all know who, which one was a Catholic, you know which one was a Catholic. And if you were to sit down and think about the, the things that actually made up, neither one of those things was too between. But just because one was a Golden Dome, that one's going to be considered Catholic. Another one it was was a uh, fun nature to be able to play without any restrictions, they were considered a convict. Now, it's not that far off from what you're saying, T, and, it, and, it, and it's just wrong. It's, it's something that people like to base everything off of, but it's, it's just categorically incorrect. And it just reminds me of seeing that 30 30 of what you're saying. So they're both on the same line. And, uh, and you know, and, and I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that 30 for 30, but I plan to. But I'm watching the Cowboy replay, and it's funny, right on point. 
Um, Bryce Butler had a chance to catch a touchdown. He didn't catch it. He immediately, Des Bryant goes up to him. The only reason I know what he said was because I follow everything Dallas, and it was reported in another media that Des Bryant went up to him and said, yo, you got, you got to make that catch, big man. You got to make that catch. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I figured. Yeah, I like, I actually, I like that when I saw that live. I, I like that when I saw that live, by the way. I thought that was – I figured he probably said something along those lines, like, hey, like, yeah. it's play that's, but that's yours. My point is – but that's my point is is that's the same guy who gets roasted on the sidelines for the same passion. So, so we know what he said then. My point is that's, that's who he is, and he is respected by the Cowboys and expected to do that. He's the hardest worker in practice, and he's expected to do that. They want him to do that, you know? And he hasn't had a stellar season, okay? And I'm going to get on my Cowboys in a second. He hasn't had a stellar season. But you know what? They're 11-2. I ain't hearing him. I ain't hearing him complaining. Games that he had won zero, one target, he ain't saying a word because he wants to win. But if you listen to the damn media over the years, that's you good, say, that's a good point. You, you use the term. You use the term diva. They call Des a diva, and he's this and that, and he's selfish. Well, why ain't he being selfish this year? He had one catch and fumbled the last game, and all he said was, hey, I can't be making those mistakes. This one's on me. I got to make these plays. He ain't, he ain't been a bit of – with Tony Romo, his quarterback on the sideline, he got a new quarterback, he was hurt, missing games, all this stuff going on. Des has been a model citizen. Where's, where's the press to come out and pat him on the back and commend him? Because you certainly ripped him apart when you thought he was uh, dividing the team, which he was never doing. So, it, 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 you know, and I'm using Dez as an example because I know the team well, but I'm sure there's others around. I give my man Cam Newton a hard time because I believe that he, he deserves a hard time most of the time. But I came to his defense about the, the whole tie thing, and now I find out that it, it went deeper. It went deeper than the tie. You know, and apparently he was, I guess, out partying too late the night before or something. So that's the real reason. So why why y'all lie? I can understand why he lied because it ain't his job to tell the media that. It's the coach's job. So I ain't blaming Kim. For once, I ain't blaming Kim. Ron Rivera, why you lie? Why don't you just come out and tell the truth? Why don't you come out and say that's why? Because you're a punk. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm just, I'm just I'm gonna get off. 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 He's a punk. I hope he gets fired. Jeff Fisher got fired. About time. Jeff Fisher's gone. About time. Um, you know, um, Jeff Fisher should either be a defensive coordinator or retire. He should not be an NFL head coach. Oh man! Hell yeah! Right here, baby. Can we get Rex Ryan? Can we get Rex Ryan out too? Because he needs to go. Um, the Ryan brothers need to go. Frankly, I think they need to just they, – they done made enough money. Go do football camps now. We need an insurgent of quality coaches to come into the league now. There's too many bad yeah. coaches in the NFL. I mean, Rex, Rex need should be a D.C. Maybe. Yeah, Rex, Maybe. Rex, Rex should be a defensive coordinator, not Rob. But Rex, I feel like – Yeah, probably Maybe. should be. I think he. I think he would. I think I'd, I'd be okay with him getting one shot with one team to see what he can do. Um, but I, I. I think the NFL needs a four or five top college quality college coaches to come in and take some of these teams over. 
you know. And there's, you know, I, I think, well, Fisher's gone, so that's good. I think Rex needs to go. Bradley needs to go. Chip Kelly needs to go. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anybody. Those would be my hot ones that all need to go. Uh, Marvin Lewis needs to go. Um, Going back to what you're saying, so, the college folks to come in and, and have an infusion of, of college talent at the at the coaching level. Problem is yeah. that when you're when you're in college, you don't have to worry about egos. You don't have to worry about caps or anything like that. And folks like like Nick Saban, he runs Alabama. He absolutely runs Alabama. You get off to Michigan, Harbaugh, he runs Michigan. You don't even Florida State. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, he runs Florida State. A lot of these guys that you would think about going into the pros, they have it set in college. They make just as much money, if not more money, in college than they would in the pros. So what would lure them away from having that prestige and all that money and all that ability that they have in college to bring them to the pros? Super Bowl and endorsements. That's what would lure them in. Because you can't win, you can win a national championship, but it ain't a Super Bowl. Um, and you can get endorsements as a college head coach, but come on now, not like you can get in the NFL. You know, it's a much more visible program than college. So th- those would be the reason. And the reason I'm saying college coaches versus promoting, I'm okay with promoting from within. There's coordinators out there that deserve a chance. I'm okay with that. But I also think we need a mixture of new blood to come in here. Proven. I was okay with Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly getting a chance because he was a proven, successful college coach. But I think after he failed miserably, I, I don't know. I, you know, for him to just end up in San Francisco to me was a joke. Um, and now he needs to just go. He has failed. Okay, Harbaugh that you mentioned over in Michigan was very successful in San Francisco. By all rights, should have still been in San Francisco. Okay, uh, would love to see him back in the NFL. Certainly, his brother has been. Uh, uh, you know, has has built a nice program over in Baltimore, you know. So there are, uh, I think, Saban, I get it. Um, a guy like Saban, there really is no he, – he's probably, would you agree, at the top of that mountain right now. So he'd probably be the toughest of lore because he's at the he top is. of the mountain right now. Top right. The mountain. Um, the mountain. But, but, you know, you know, you know Pete Carroll – who very successful in college, right? <laughs> Failed in the NFL, very successful in college, came back to the NFL, now look what he's got. Nick Saban could do the same thing. So, there, are, you know, and, and, hey, I hear you. I don't disagree with you, but there are reasons to, to step up and take the next challenge. And you're right, they, they don't, well, I think they have egos, but it's not as bad as the NFL. Kyle Clear said you could do but nothing like the NFL, you're right. Um, the, coach is, the coach is more of the law in, in college than in the NFL. I agree with that. But, hey, you know, if, if you could come in and coach at this level, this is the pinnacle. This is the peak of success. I'd love to see it. Will we? We'll see. But when you look at some of these guys and some of these coaches. It would be nice. But, uh, again, I guess you have to weigh the pros and the cons of it. You look at, okay, the endorsements and keep there, that's great. Some coaches may say, you know, as much as I would love to have a Super Bowl ring and have that as part of my my uh, notches in the belt, so to speak, is it really worth it? Then you look at what's transpired in prior years with folks going to the college ring and jumping into the pros and having to come back to college or just falling off the map altogether. 
and, and there may not be as many qualified coaches in college that can jump into the pros and handle it in the pros. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we're, well, we we have thirty two, we have thirty two teams in the NFL, and so we're only talking three or four um, opportunities at a time. We have over a hundred college teams, so I'm pretty sure we could find a handful of college coaches that are qualified to come into the NFL and, and make it happen. It's just a matter of whether or not they would be willing to, and whether it's attractive enough. And that would be the that would be the key. And could someone like the offensive coordinator for Alabama jump into the NFL as a head coach? I don't know. Is that too much of a leap? I don't know. But when I look at a Chip Kelly, when I look at Gus Bradley, when I look at you know some of these coaches, hey, I'd be willing to see these guys come in and shake up a shake up a franchise, you know, shake up a, a Jets or well, they've got a guy he deserves another year or two. Uh, Hugh Jackson to me deserves another year or two. Um, you know, so that there are quarterbacks that are struggling, and I would like to see them get a little more opportunity. But there's teams that could that need a solid head coach right now, and I, I'm not always on the mindset of just grabbing a defensive or offensive coordinator, and putting them in that job. We've seen that, and we've seen that fail too. <laughs> so I don't I mean, know. It's your poison because even though yeah, there's over a hundred different coaches in, in the NCAA, it doesn't mean that we're all qualified. And even if you look at the ones that are going into the um the the it's a big difference going from the college ranks to the pro ranks in terms of coaching. And that's why we've seen a lot of folks try to get into the pros and, and fail fail miserably. I mean they've been yeah, but we've all, with the, and jumped but, right but, back into the college. You saw but, what Petrino he tried to coach the uh, the Falcons and quit during the season to go back to college. But for every but for every failure we can also find a success story. For every failure of a coordinator, we could find a success story. So, you know, I, you know, there's there's more to choose from in the college ranks. So, I would like to look, go down there and look and see because it is the same game. The rules are fairly similar. There's a few differences, but for the most part, it is it is the same game. And so, yeah. hey. I, I would like to see some of these guys come in that have had some success and come into the NFL and see what they can do. You know, they may struggle the first year, but that's okay. Who doesn't? Yeah. But, you know, and, and so, I think. I disagree with, with the wanting to see that. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of what they even want to do with Well, other think, than the top superstars, one, I mean, we, well, we know the answer to that is yes, because we've seen it happen. So the answer is, yes, they may not all want to do it, but we're not sitting here saying none of them have done it, so there's no reason to even consider it because we've seen Pete Carroll do it most recently. You know, we, we've seen Chip Kelly do it. You know, so, so top college quarterbacks have come to the NFL to give it a shot. So, it, you know, Jimmy Johnson did it, as you well know, 25 years ago, right? You know, so it has happened. It's just finding who's the next one. Who's the one down there that that's that's done that feels like they've done all they can done, and is ready to take on this next challenge? May not be a Nick Saban. He may be like, I'm happy here. I don't. I'm good. But we, we've seen others do it, so I'm sure there are others. Let's go find them. Let's give them a shot. It may be more than just that. I think it's also the fit too. 
Uh, you have to make sure if they're going to jump from the college ranks to the pros and they're in a very good position in college, you're going to have to find the one that fits best for them. And that position just well, may but, not be But, J.B., the way you're saying it's like this doesn't happen. All, that's all no, that happens. It's like a new – you're saying it's like this is a new idea. This ain't a new idea. No, I'm, been not, happening I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from, from what I've seen lately compared to what I've seen in the past, I'm not saying that this is a brand-new topic and this is groundbreaking. I'm not saying that at all. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even going there. I'm just saying that to go from college ranks to the pro ranks, from what I've seen out there in college, I don't see a lot of coaches out there capable of jumping from the college ranks to the pro ranks right now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but, how, but how can you make that assessment, though, is what I don't understand. How can you say that they're not capable? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure I get it. If, I, I think the first qualification should be success. And every year, there's quite a few successful programs, particularly in the SEC, right, that, that have successful head coaches that have demonstrated year after year consistency. The, the issue isn't success. The issue is do they want to. That point you made I, I think is valid. What's the carrot and the stick to get them to make the leap? Are they willing? Are they interested? But everything else is, is a given. They've got the talent because they're successful. It's just a matter of whether this is in their plans. And as we know, there are some college coaches that say, nope, Chino or Emma in, in basketball. They've for years said, man, with the program that he's built at UConn, let's get him in the NBA. He said, no, that's not what I want to do. I have no desire to coach in the NBA. Okay. So he's off the list. <laughs> End of discussion. But that doesn't mean you don't keep looking for that elite program that you say, the Pat Summit, Gina Oriema, you know, uh, uh, Muffin McGraw program to say, hey, would you consider taking a jump and coming into the NBA or the WNBA? But that's what I'm saying about this is there's always going to be those elite programs. I like to see more of them come. Will they? Well, that's not a, a I don't know. That's up to the owners and the general managers to make it attractive enough for them to lure them in. And they did it with Chip Kelly a few years ago when he came over and took Philly. So I think we'll see it again. And I think with the number of teams that are really struggling, it's a good time to go out and get some new blood and not just always look at the, the coordinator, you know, oh, well, this team was 14-2, and two, so let's go get their coordinator and make him a head coach. Okay, we can do that too. I've seen that story. I've seen that movie. Uh, sometimes that works, and many times it doesn't. I, I'm ready to go back down to college now and get some of these hot shots and see what they can no. do. And that's, that's my, my point is this. The, the folks that you're saying have been consistently winners time over time are the ones that want to stay put. The Nick Sabans, the Jimbo Fishers, those are the guys that want to stay put. David Stott, the guys that are up and coming, they're at mid-majors that are now going into Power 5 competitions to be head coaches there. That's why I said those kinds of folks, I don't see them jumping into to the pros right now because they haven't established themselves as a, as a Power 5 head coach with a distinguished career at that particular level. Now, if you want to get the Nick Sabans and the Jimbo Fishers, those guys, try and get back in, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I just don't see any of that happening right now. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, we'll wait and see because it happens pretty often, and I think we're going to see it in the next two years. 
Like we're going to see a heavyweight college coach make the move. It may not be Nick Saban. He's been up here once before. It didn't work out. Um, you know, so we'll see. But I, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to continue to happen. I think. And I wouldn't mind seeing that. I wouldn't mind seeing it. That's where I do agree with you because we do need to see some some new blood in there. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of, one, qualification, and unless it's one of the elite folk, uh, I don't I don't feel comfortable based on what I've seen and, and how coaches move around in college. I just don't see that happening. But it would be nice to see because we do need some new well, blood. And remember this. To have a job, you're not putting it out on, on the USA Today that you might be interested in another job. So just because they're saying publicly, I have no interest. We, 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 we've seen this story before, right? You know, we, we've seen uh, who was a guy that left, uh, that said he had no interest in the, he was at the pro program. And then, uh, then three days later, he was, he was being introduced as the uh, head coach. Who is this? Um, oh, my God. It'll come to me. Some, uh, um, not Petrino. Was it Petrino? Uh, so he was, was he Petrino. was coaching. Yeah. Then he came and, and coached the Falcons, and then he went right back into coaching on uh, the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Yes, it was Petrino then. Yeah. It was Petrino. I mean, Lane has done it too. He went from coaching the Raiders and went back to college. Now he's going to be head coach. Yeah. Now he's going to be right. head coach at uh, Florida Atlantic. So. Hey, yep. you see the, the ups and downs and whatnot. I see all of that. I would just, if, and I'm thinking about success. Who do I see as someone that has the best chance to succeed? And right now I'm not seeing a whole lot of folks out there outside of the, the, the new statements of the world. Well, hang on because it's coming. Um, That's fine. I waited That's fine. It's cool. to hit this last. I, I waited to hit. I'm moving on. I got to get to this other topic. Um, because I usually start off with this topic, and uh, I didn't today, but I'm getting on there now. Okay, a lot to say. Looking for feedback from all y'all, but first thing I wanted. This is the main thing I want to say. Listen, Dallas lost to the Giants. No doubt about it. It was a rivalry game. They've been swept by the Giants this year. No doubt about it. No excuses. Um, but I don't understand why Giant Nation is acting like they want a Super Bowl, and I don't understand why Cowboy Nation is calling for Tony Romo to be the starter. I have a huge problem with both. First of all, the season is 16 games, and I get it. Everyone hates the Cowboys. I get it. You know, I, I get it. We are Americans. <laughs> you know, anybody that disputes that don't know football. Dallas Cowboys is the most valuable franchise and the most watched franchise. Whether they go one and fifteen or fifteen and one, they are very, very relevant year after year, no matter how successful they are. It's actually amazing to me that a team that can be four and twelve last year had the top three most watched games in the two thousand fifteen season. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's not logical, but it's a fact. It's what happened. So I get it. And and your whole season is based on whether you can beat the Cowboys. K-Star was ready to trade in his, his uh, um, uh, Ben Roethlisberger jersey because the Steelers lost to the Cowboys. He didn't know what to do with himself. He, didn't even, he, couldn't even, he couldn't even come on the show 
half right. Mr. Shows every other week because he didn't want to <laughs> hear it. He didn't want to hear it. How about them Cowboys in Dallas number one? I get it. The Cowboys are the most Cowboys are the Yankees of the NFL. The most loved and the most hated. But you know what? If you guys out there, Giant fans, love uh, – I'm sorry. Love to hate the Cowboys more than you love your team. You need to look at yourself in the mirror. If it's that important to you to get a win, that all week you can just brag about how, how you beat the Cowboys when you haven't won anything yet. You're 9-4. and four. You haven't clinched a playoff spot. You're still two games out of the division. Um, you've, you've got Detroit coming up, which clearly they're a contender, but you're still talking about Dallas. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Tampa Bay, frankly, but I'm addressing this because this was the night we did the show. Y'all need, y'all, y'all, y'all need to chill. I get it. It was a good win. And, yeah, you have a right to run your mouth a little bit and poke fun and the cowgirls and all that stupid. Okay. But really, like, the next day you still talking about it? And then the day after that you still talking about it? And here it is Tuesday night, and you still talking about it? Uh, I, 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 chill. I don't get it. In Cowboy Nation, I'm sorry, you turned your back on Tony Romo. I was one of the last ones that said Tony need to start. I've got my Madden brother in here to vouch for that. And Dak has a bad game, struggles a little bit. And now you want to bring Romo back? No, you don't get him now. No. He took his ball. He took his ball, and he went home. <laughs> he, he, he ain't coming. He ain't playing now unless Dak gets hurt. And I'm sorry. Don't be wishing for Dak to get hurt. You wanted Dak. I was the one that said Romo's the best quarterback on that team. Romo needs to start. I was the one that said Romo could do the same thing, if not more, than what Dak's doing. I was the last holdout, and I did have to concede that you have to go ahead and stick with the hard, hot hand. But I didn't get there till like nine and one. Everybody else was there at four one. Five and one, even my own brother was there at five and one. And that's cool. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just stating the fact. And I'm not saying, I'm not putting Jay in this category, by the way. He, he, I haven't heard of him asking for Romo, so I'm not putting him. But I see it all over the Internet. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. Okay? You want, listen, here's a quick guide on how to be a fan. Okay? One tip. One tip! Shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Because you sound like fools. You sound like fools. Okay? We want Tony Romo. Get Dak Prescott out of there. The dude is 11-2. and two. He's 11-2 and two and you want him out of there? Come on. Stop being fair with the fans. Stop reacting to the latest thing you see on TV. Because Colin Cowherd says, well, Dak Prescott has had three games in a row where he hasn't passed for 200 yards, and Tony Romo's never done that in his career. Okay, and? Tony Romo's never quarterbacked the team that won 11 games in a row either. The decision's been made. Y'all need to chill. Okay? Giants, I'm telling you, and I'm saying it right here, I want you guys in the playoffs. I want to see the Giants in the playoffs. You know why? Because it's very difficult to beat the same team three times in one year. And I promise you this. I'm calling it. I'm saying it right here on the Madden Boys. If we play the Giants in the playoffs, the Giants will lose. They don't got any number. There ain't no, ain't no jinx. This ain't 2011 or 2007 all over again. If we play them in the playoffs, the Giants will lose. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Y'all not even in the playoffs yet. So maybe you should stop running your mouth till you clinch a playoff spot. <laughs> JB, your thoughts on the Cowboy Giant game? Oh, my! Just real quick on the Cowboy Giant game as it's playing in front of me. Um, I didn't walk away learning anything from that game. It was cold. It was a defensive battle. What I, the only thing that I will say is if that defense plays that good the rest of the season and into the playoffs, the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Because Dak ain't going to play like this. That, that was, that's an anomaly. He's not going to keep playing like that. Okay? But I will also say one other thing, and then I'm going to give J.B. the floor. I have said many times that the defenses will catch up to you, and that's what we're seeing now with Minnesota and now with New York because now their game fell, so they caught up with them. Okay. But now it's time for Dallas to respond. Now it's time for y'all to go ahead to that other part of the playbook that you've been holding back and bring that playbook in now for Dak. Okay? Because the plays that you've been using now, they've run their life now. Teams have figured it out now. And that's cool. That's what the NFL is. I ain't even mad about it. Now it's time for y'all to go to the next chapter. Okay? We got to install this part of the offense now. Okay? That's what it's time for. All right, JB. What you got to say about this game, man? Well, let me let me work backwards. Let me just start with that first. <clears throat> All this talk about doing is on the land. I'm glad you didn't put me in that category because I am not in that category whatsoever. I want to make sure that's understood first and foremost. We're talking about a guy that has gone in, faced the Giants, <clears throat> giant, was on the road last week against Minnesota. Now he's got two of the top or, or better defenses, we'll say, at the very least. <laughs> Y'all got to meet your football. I hear a lot of background noise. Y'all got to meet your football. You got two of the better defenses out there. Of course, I don't know anybody who hasn't struggled at least part of the season against Minnesota or against New York. I don't know any quarterback that hasn't had any trouble. So let's let's start right there, number one. Number two, yes, he's a rookie. He's going to hit that rookie wall. He's going to struggle. It's, it's, it's a known fact. He still managed to figure out a way to win against Minnesota. The Giants game could have went either way. There were opportunities for a couple of picks by Church, uh, a pick by Durant. You had a fumble by Dez. You had some, some misuse. You had penalties and whatnot. So that game could have gone either way, just like the very first game. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into this old theory about the Giants had the Cowboys number either. I don't buy that. I don't go for that whatsoever because, see, you did mention earlier, Four points is all that separates the uh, the Giants' victories for for this year. So, in, in terms of that struggles, okay, yeah, and yes, teams have figured it out how to get on the line a little bit and, and put some pressure on Dak. Okay, great, that's fine. Last I checked, it's still a team game. You still got eleven on eleven. Now, although Dak has the ball most often, you still got eleven on eleven, no matter how you slice it and dice it. So. I have no problem with it. They're all right. They can keep giving the rock to the leash. They can keep going with that. The defense has been playing well. I don't have a problem with these things all right now at all. They just got to figure out how to shore up some of the uh, the miscues that they had, and they'll be fine. But folks that are freaking out about, oh, need to go to Romo, stop. And this is not against Romo or anything like that. The decision was made to go to that, you ride that, period. If something happens to that, then yes, like you said, in Roma, but not really not a whole lot else for me to say. You you basically summed up everything that I was thinking. Okay. 
I'm going to um, bring in Train. I'm going to say, you don't even got to talk about the Cowboy game, Train. We may not have left anything else for you to say. I'm going to give you the floor. You want to talk about the Bears? You want to revisit anything we talk about? You want to talk about the Cowboy game? Anything you want to you wanna touch on, the floor is yours, Dr. Train. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have a problem staying on topic. It's not that I want to repeat anything you guys uh, have said. I just think uh, um, uh, I, 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 I do agree with, with the whole quarterback situation. No reason to, to start changing quarterbacks. Um, it's just a, it's a good division rival, and it's one that we'll possibly see in the playoffs. And, you know, not having their number, that, to, to me it's, it's just about they just match, they match up well with them. And it's, and it's on both sides. Those, those two teams match up well. Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about my own team other than to say that, you know, not hoping that Matt Barkley turns out to be this starting quarterback for next season, I'll just simply say I like what I see. I like what I see enough for Chicago to keep him and see if he can have a backup role. And if he just so happens to get better, you know, and he's able to be the starting quarterback, then so be it. Um, but for him to play as competitive as he's playing now uh, and actually put Chicago in uh, in place to win games, just what happens we if we don't have receivers that can catch the ball. <laughs> it's it's it it's at least fun to watch the team versus being under Jay Cutler. It was not fun to watch Chicago being under Jay Cutler because you saw the quarterback just make stupid decision after stupid decision. You don't really see that see that with Matt Park. So I I'll, I'll be satisfied with just seeing how he finishes uh, these last last three games. And the last thing I wanted to say is. Uh, the K Star, you know, if I if I was harsh earlier, forgive me. But uh, when we get to topics like that, I don't really care what to hear an explanation about how the to explain why the media does what it does. For this show, I like hearing what do you think, what do. K Star think, what do T think, what do J V think about the actual situation? Do you agree with it that it's happening? Do you disagree with it? I think that's 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 our uh that's the flavor that we bring that we don't agree with the norm out there. That's what's great about being on this show. Don't apologize to him. He don't deserve no damn apology. <laughs> That's my brother, man. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate it. I wasn't. I was. I mean, it's a it's a touchy topic for a reason. Uh, there's a lot of frustration with just the media in general, and for good and for good reason. Um, one thing I will say though is, I, I guess I'm used to bringing. I, I do think it's important to at least bring up or maybe understand how or why they assess people the way they do or what they're basis may be to under first understand it and then kind of go from there. Uh, but I absolutely 100% agree. I mean, that's what the show is about. It's about having our opinion, illustrating it, you know, and, and having concrete reasons as to why. Um, so definitely <clears throat> agree with you um, on that. And, yeah, there's no reason to apologize, man, although I do appreciate it. You know, somebody said this weekend after Le'Veon Bell's incredible performance that he is the best back in the NFL and it ain't even close. 
I, I, I'm okay with the first half of that statement, giving him the title of the best back in the NFL. I, I'm not okay with the it's not even close statement. I think that's ridiculous. I think, I think what you said a few weeks ago was very accurate, and I commended you on it when you said these are the two top young running backs in the NFL showing their stuff. I agreed with that, and I think they are the two top running backs. I will give the edge to Bell. I guess I have to respect the fact that he's been in the league a little bit longer or a lot longer. I'll have to respect that. But generally, when I look at this season, which is all we have with Zeke, um, I, I think it's very close. You know, I think Bell has done more out of the backfield than Zeke has. Zeke's done more from, you know, rushing. Uh, Bell did miss the first few games. Um, but I just think – I think Zeke's special, man. I think this dude is special. I think Bell is special. You know, I just, I, I just don't think there's that much separating them. I think they're both well-rounded. They both are very patient runners. They both have a nice burst. They both can also catch. They both can also block. Um, you know, I, I think they're, you know, they're both great. But for someone to say it ain't even close to me is like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't get why you would say that it ain't even close. I think Zeke, is, Zeke has arrived. <laughs> he, he is showing. I don't, and, and please, if I hear one more person, and, and I think you even did this case time when you talked. It might have been you. I don't know. Somebody posted this weekend that um, Dak is an average quarterback, that it's O-line. And, and it, no, it, it's so real. I disagree with okay. that. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it, somebody posted. Okay, good. I'm glad. It's so ridiculous for someone to give the offensive line all the credit when it was the same offensive line a year ago and we had three quarterbacks that couldn't do anything and we had a running back. That didn't do. He did okay. You know, Darren McFadden had a nice year. Didn't do anything like what Zeke is doing this year. There is a market difference in the talent of Zeke and the running backs we've had in Dallas recently, minus maybe Demarco Murray. He's pretty good back, but Zeke is on. Zeke is special. And Dak, what Dak has done this year with this offensive line, nobody else other than Tony Romo could do it. Weeden didn't do it. Kellen Moore didn't do it. Matt Castle didn't do it. Weeden was the number one pick. Castle was 11-5 and five behind Brady with Brady's team, and he couldn't do it. And Dak comes in here and do it. So I just, I just, I just, it just amazes me at some of the stupidity that I hear out there. It just, it, it amazes me. But anyway, K-Star, you got the floor. Whatever topic you want, it's your floor. Well, you kind of read my mind because I just wanted to give Le'Veon Bell a lot of credit. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone had the time to actually watch the Bills Steelers game. I know it wasn't like a popular game by any means. Um, but That's not. Uh, okay, cool. Because the tape or, or just play that Le'Veon left on the field was awesome. Like it really was. I'm not being a homer. I mean, obviously he had those monster damn near 300-yard numbers. Um, but, yeah, the, I, I agree that Bell, that Elliott, and, and even David Johnson are – Really special players at the running back position. Um, I know David Johnson's going to get a lot of, you know, national credit because the Cardinals stink this year. He, he's also been terrific. But, um, yeah, Le'Veon, well, first of all, shout out to us three. Sorry, Train, for, for being able to have one of these special players. And, I mean, Train, you guys had more, Matt Forte and the greatest ever, basically, and Walter Payton. So, I'm not feeling too bad for you. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's a resurgence. 
I don't actually don't even want to call it resurgence, but there is a definitely unique. This is a unique time in the NFL to have these these players, in which they always were saying that the running back position has died because. If you're a special player, if you are a transcendent talent, which I think um, these two, even three, if you include Johnson in that, are, then you're going to ball out and you're going to be the exception to the rule every single time. And I think that that's what we're seeing with these guys. Um, and, and I mean, Le'Veon Bell, you know, this this guy's averaged over 130 yards per game. I'm sorry, 128 yards per game since he's coming to the NFL. That is his career average per game, which is insane to me. Uh, apparently, that's, I think, second all-time to Jim Brown. Uh, I know he hasn't played too many games. I mean, he's played 40, but that's still a pretty good size to, to look at and, and be really impressed by. Like, he, He's awesome. I'm just happy he's a Steeler. Listen, I, you know, there's a time when you're a homer and you base your opinions on being a homer, and I have a problem with that. And there's a time when you're a homer, but you're basing it on football facts. This is one of those times. Le'Veon Bell is the real deal. I had him as a I, I took him as a rookie in, in one of the fantasy leagues. I think you might have been in that league. I think you were pissed off at me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's the real deal. I, you know, I told you uh, Antonio Brown, real deal. Ben Roethlisberger, real deal. But Bell is special. I think, I think David Johnson's good. He, he's a solid back. He's he's good. I, I won't put him in these guys' league just yet. And, and you know, I get it. He had a good year last year. He's playing well this year. The guy out of Miami, he's starting to show something. There's some back stepping up. But what I see from Bell and from Elliott, to me, put them head and shoulders. The only guy that I would put into their category um, when he's healthy is Peterson, obviously, until we see Peterson yeah. decline. And yeah. we know that's just a matter of time. He, he, he's going to decline. Um, but Peterson is the, is the guy. But the dude is <laughs> – I mean – I know when a guy's got a lot of talent, when I get pissed off watching him, <laughs> you know, and he ain't on my team, and I'm just getting mad because I'm like, he's just too damn good. You know, I, he's pissing me off. And that's what happened when I watched him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know. Somebody tackle him, please. Give him some shoulder pads. That dude is serious. Yeah, I felt the same way. I felt serious. the same way, by the way, with Elliot when we were within that same game. It was so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, to me, you know, and <sighs> – I love this game, and I think you can enjoy the rivalry without all the hatred. You know, we give K-Star a hard time, but that's our brother, you know, but we go at it, you know. Um, hey, my Cowboys have played the Steelers and the Bears this year, beat them both. You ain't hear me. I'm not over here. I'm happy with our season, but you're not hearing me every week rubbing it in these guys' faces. For what? There's no reason to do that. They, I know they love their teams, and I know it eats them up just knowing that they lost to the Cowboys, uh, I don't got to say anything. I just, you know, we can just be talking about anything. I'd be like, so, Train, how, how you doing? <laughs> how hot everything? Yeah, I ain't got to say anything because I know underneath all the happiness of his married life and all the happiness of all the great things going on, underneath that, he's pissed off about his Bears. And he ain't happy that they had to lose to the Cowboys. Uh, uh, K-Star. Got beautiful daughter and all that, you know, over there making all the millions and millions and millions of dollars over there. I need a loan, by the way. Um, you know, and I, I, I know he's ha- not happy. But see, guys out there in the Madden Voice land, y'all think that you have to sit up there and, and, and rub it in and, and, and talk smack. No, you really don't. You, the, the other guy knows. I know the Giants will beat us. It eating me up. I'm watching it again right now. It eats me up that we lost, not once but twice. You ain't got to say anything. Why do you think I posted? I want to see you guys in the playoffs. 
mad voice. All of you subtle on the field. You ain't got to sit up there and post memes and oh, you can't spell Dallas without two L's. <laughs> okay, you're funny. Ha, ha, ha. Great joke. What's the point, though? What's the point? You know, we can have our rivalry. You can rub it in a little bit, and then you move on because we got 16 games to play. We got a great stretch of games coming through. I mean, think about it. I made this point earlier, but I'm going to make it again in a different light. We have one team that's clinched the playoff spot, which means there are still 11 playoff spots to be had. These games matter. Flexing games and all of this. And, I mean, when you ever see the Cowboys or any team play two weekends in a row, Sunday night football, that don't happen. That just shows how important all these games are. So instead of feeling like your success has to come, has to come at ridiculing and constantly talking crap about the other team, love your team. Support your team. And it's okay to have a little fun. You know, it's okay. But in moderation, you know. Because, you know, that, that, that you know, like, like last week, the Giants lost to the Steelers. So I had to go give this guy named Gene, who's a friend of mine, a hard time because he always runs his mouth about the Giants. So, of course, I had to rub it in because he, he, he opened the door. So I had to go do it. Well, guess what? Cowboys lost to the Giants. Now I'm sitting over there eating crow. Now I got to sit here and take it. So, hey, you, you open up that door, it's going to come back and bite you at some point. So instead, take another path. Hey, man, good game. You know, I, I didn't give K, I really didn't give K-Star a hard time because I know how good the Steelers can be. I know how good they can be. And guess what? They're right back in the middle of it. They were down and out for a couple of weeks, and now look at them. So how stupid would I be looking now if I had gave him a hard time? I didn't give Trent a hard time because I know how horrible his team really is. So what's the point? <laughs> you know, like, I, I feel your pain, Train. See you next year. You know, there ain't nothing else to talk about. So if y'all want to understand how to be fans of your team, listen to the Madden voice. Who wants? Somebody's trying to jump in. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to piggyback off that for a minute. I think that what happens, though, too, is we, we – for those who are constantly negative, like, you know, I get the, the team rivalries like you were saying, but – these are more than just teams. There are players within these teams. And when you go to the Hall of Fame, yeah, there's some team stuff. It's all about the players. So we need to learn to appreciate these players. I know I do. I'm just, you know, of course, a Monster Steelers fan. But, you know, there's a lot of special players that aren't just in Pittsburgh. You know, we're just about Zeke Elliott. That, that's one. You know, there, there are many. You know, Randy Moss is my favorite player of all time. But there are a lot of people who refuse to give credit or remove their own biases and learn to appreciate the art of the game. And without the players, there is no team anyway. There are no teams. And, you know, I, I think that we, you know, you know, we can all, I mean, especially at times, be homer or biased or, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're all fans of these players that make up this game, and I, I just wish that more people were so that they'd be more objective and actually worth talking to um, about, you know, about football in general, because there's just a lot of biases. We see it all the time, and a lot of people who just refuse to get credit, and, you know, it really, it sucks for them because they're not enjoying the game to as much as they can, as much as they could be. Um, so, anyway, I, I just wanted to piggyback off that. Wow, good valid points. All right, guys. I've uh, I've vented, I've ranted, I've, I've 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 said my piece, I've gotten it off my chest. It's on the Tampa Bay Sunday night. Um, if Dallas wins, 
And, you know, the good news is, is the Giants played Detroit. Either win helps, either win or loss helps Dallas either way. So they're going to benefit from that game, just from the matchup. Um, so Dallas' magic number is two. And uh, hopefully they can get one of those two by winning uh, Sunday at, uh, at Dallas against Tampa. Should be a good game. Um, final thoughts, closing thoughts, guys. Uh, um, JB, you haven't spoken in a minute or two, so your final closing comments or thoughts? Um, just to enjoy the games and, and to go back real quick with the running backs, I think we're in a special time right about now with the kind of running backs that we have out there. The Zeke Elias, the, the David and uh, Johnson, the Lady on Bell, especially Bell, because I remember him a big boy at Michigan State. He trimmed down and, and he got quick too. So we have we have special running backs out there right now that we really need to pay attention to and, and just enjoy watching them play, just from a football perspective. And uh, only three more games left in the regular season, so. It's going to be fun watching these teams try and clinch divisions and clinch playoff parts. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Um, Dr. Train? Well, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching the last three regular season games. We got Green Bay this weekend, so uh, it's always fun to watch until we start to get blowed out. <laughs> huh. So with with, with the Packers really want to uh, get this division, it's definitely going to be a fight, and it'd be a great test for uh, for Matt Barkley. So I'm looking looking forward to that. Uh, it's, it is great that after Ezekiel Elliott, as far as the rookie running backs are concerned, the next name mentioned is Jordan Howard. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 loving that because that that looks good for our future. Mm. Uh, and and congratulations to uh, Lamar Jackson for the Heisman. And a whole bunch mm-hmm. of other awards that he got. The boy's a beast in college. I don't know what he will be like on the pros. I'm not going to make any promises, but in college, he's, he's solid. And a true sophomore, too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. JB, final thoughts, comments? You mean um, K-Star? I'm sorry. K-Star. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hey. Hey, Train, actually, um, when I watch Jordan Howard, let me know if you agree. For some reason, I just get this. My, when I watch him, he reminds me a lot of Stephen Davis. I don't know if you guys remember him from Carolina. Yeah, and from Redskins. Uh, Redskins. Redskins, yeah. Yep. He, he just reminds me a lot of of, that, uh, of him. He was a really good back for a while. So I think that you guys definitely have a good player uh, going further, which, you know, at this point in the season, is what you guys should be looking for is the talent on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far Absolutely. as I go, yeah. As far as far as I go, ah man, like you guys said, there's only three weeks left in, this, uh, in the NFL season. All of them matter significantly. Uh, all, the, all these games do, and just really looking forward to another weekend. And happy to be back on the show. I've had a lot of stuff come up recently, um, but as always, one of the most enjoyable times of the week is talking football with you guys. All right. My last parting shot. I saved it for the last. You know, it is not often that I am wrong. Um, but, you know, I I haven't talked a lot about Des this season. I've always considered him top five. I've always, at some point, uh, two years ago, I thought he was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, 
this year. I thought he had p- potential to be back there again. K-Star made comments about it's not even close between Antonio Brown and Dez, and I, I ridiculed him for it. You know, what I've seen from Dez overall this season, he's been an average wide receiver. Um, Dez, you need to pick it up. You have the talent. You are that guy. You're healthy. Um, I don't know if it's the chemistry with Dak. I don't care. But, you know, that, you know the, the, the mistakes that I'm seeing from you, and most of the mistakes aren't even on the camera. Not running your routes the right way, giving up on routes, you know. Um, the fumble, of course, everybody saw. I don't know what it is, Des, but I'm calling you out. <clears throat> you are a leader on that team. I know this. We spent a lot of time talking about that early on. It is time for you to show it. It's time for you to perform. I am happy that you're not bitching and complaining. I give you kudos for that. But we need you on that field making a difference. And you're, this week to week ain't doing it for me, man. You need to be making it. You need to be every game. There needs to be presence from Des Bryant. There needs to be a present. We need to feel your presence. We don't need any more no-shows. We damn sure don't need any more mistakes. You're making too much damn money, and you're too damn talented for this. You, you just are. So I'm calling you out. What you got, man? And I don't want to hear about rivalries and stuff with Beckham and rivalries. with That, that, that don't matter to me. What matters to me is your contribution to helping this team win. That's what matters. And it hasn't been what it used to be. So we got three games, trying to get home field all the way through. It's time for you to turn it up now. You wearing that 88, that's the number you're wearing. That 88 comes with some responsibility. Michael Irvin, Drew Pearson, okay, comes with some responsibility. Or should we change your number next year? Should your number be like, like 89? Like Ray Carruth. I ain't even, I'm Man. just going to leave that right there. Yeah, I went there. Yeah, I went there. They're, they're not so much for the off-the-field stuff, for being forgettable. For being forgettable. Because right now, the way Dez is playing, nah, I don't want to see it no more. I want to see the superstar that I know. I want to see the 88. I want to see the throw up the X. We got excited the first week when we saw uh, – uh, um, Cruz and and uh, and the salsa dance. Even I got excited. Welcome back. I want to see you throw up the X. I want to see you make a difference. Now, it's time. Dak needs you. The offense needs you. And stop giving up on them routes, bro. You're better than that. Yeah, I saw it. You guys don't believe me? You go ahead and watch, watch the coach's clicker, and watch Des throughout the game. Watch how many routes he gave up on. It's pathetic. That's why I'm calling them out. I give credit where credit is due. I call it out when I see it. I call it out, Des. What you got? Make me a proud. Make me a proud Uncle T come Sunday, man. I'm looking for you to do something. I tell you what, I'm gonna be I'm gonna put it out. I'm gonna put it out there like this. Des has a good game on Sunday. I'm gonna buy his jersey. Okay? Buy his jersey. Right? And I will do a show wearing his jersey. So if Des, I'll buy it on Amazon so I can get it in two days. I got Amazon Prime. That's how I roll. Okay. Who do the Cowboys play? Just curious. 
Well, Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah, sorry. In Tampa Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Detroit back-to-back and both in Dallas and then on the road in Philly. And that's the gotcha. season. Hoping that the Philly game means nothing because everything's locked down by then. That's the goal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guys, great show. Appreciate it. Um, so thank you, Dr. Train. Thank you, uh, JB. Thank you, K-Star, for my co-host. For all you fans out there, I know you love us. I see the numbers. They're actually uh, getting back to normal. We had a little lull for a while, but they're picking up. I appreciate the love. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check out the Madden Voice. Three weeks left, guys. Three weeks left. Season's over. Christmas is coming. New Year's is coming. Hey, we're at the end of the year. Let's finish strong. Madden Voice. All few settled on the field. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Thank you.